Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Hashtag crew surrounds us here. Everybody ready to go. So much on yesterday. Monday Night Football preview tonight, obviously, presented by Progressive Insurance. A lot of questions about the sleepover. We're going to get to those. A lot of questions about the photos. Again, we opened the show today by pointing out that Bubba's Cowboys didn't beat Nuno's Giants. They beat them up. They humiliated them. They rubbed their faces in it. And as a consequence, Nuno did not have to wear just one Cowboys jersey this morning. He wore four. And the pictures of them are magnificent. They tell the story of sports, passion, and fandom better than any words could. They're worth a thousand words and maybe more. And I have them up right now, all four photos on my Instagram at ESPN Greeny, my Twitter at ESPN Greeny, and my threads at ESPN Greeny. Every one of these photos that we are looking at on our screen right now is the definition of sports despair. But here is the question that we came up with. And, and Bubba, I think I'm going to let you decide really quickly before we dive back into the games. Yeah. Do you think Nuno needs to continue wearing the jersey based upon his team being beaten as badly as they did? An idea I came up with this morning is right. maybe he has to continue wearing a Cowboys jersey at all times until the Giants score. Until at some point this season, the Giants actually score a point, right. which will be next Sunday at the soonest when they play Arizona. Yeah. I think he should have to wear the jersey until then. Right, yeah. I mean, I, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you're at like, a college basketball game and, and the fans will, uh, you know, stand up and clap until their team score. Right. But, you know, sometimes it's 30 seconds, sometimes it's two minutes, sometimes it might be seven minutes, and you're like, oh, my God, it took forever. But they wait until they score. Unfortunately, Nuno's team just didn't score. And, yeah, it's rare, but it, they were shut out. So, unfortunately for Nuno, yeah, I think it's only fair that he's just got to keep wearing it till the next game because that's just a punishment for your team being that pathetic and that bad. I, I mean, all the country had to watch that last night. That was a prime-time game on Sunday Night Football. And if we were subjected to that, everyone in the rest of the country subjected to that, the least he can do is continue to wear the jersey as punishment as a just a a decent human being, which we all know he's not, but just be a decent human being and just wear the jersey until they. I mean, just give us a field goal, a safety, then he can take it off. He has to wear it like the scarlet letter. He has to wear the scarlet jersey, um, which I think he richly deserves. And it does bring up another interesting question. So we have a new PA who works on Get Up in the mornings. His name is Jack, and he's a big Jet fan. He wore an Aaron Rodgers jersey in here today. But he said he had a buddy who's a Giants fan who went to that game last night and stayed until the end. Now, it's raining. It's kind of lousy out. Traffic getting out of MetLife Stadium is just as bad as any place you could ever possibly imagine being. I mean, the rain was horrific. Horrific (laughs) rain. Terrible rain. 40 to nothing. It's like it's 40 love. I mean, on a day that the U.S. Open tennis ended, it was 40 love. 
at MetLife Stadium, more, every bit as much as it was at Arthur Ashe, and he stayed to the end. Do we, Cam, let me bring Cam in. We haven't heard from Cam yet today. And Jack is young like you are, so this is probably a younger fan. Cam, do you say of him, that's an outstanding fan? Or what a schmuck that he stayed to the end of that game? I don't know if he's a schmuck. It's just I I can't imagine doing that. Like, I wouldn't do it. I guess I respect him for doing it, but why is my question. Fan or what schmuck? That's the new game. Schmuck. Fan or schmuck? Bubba, do you say fan or schmuck? Uh, I say fan. I, I would tend to lean towards staying till the end myself. Um, and even battle through the elements. You got to battle through it. I think we have just discovered a new game show that we can use here. <laughs> fan or schmuck? Here's like the it. thing. It's not like, you know, it's cool that the, the Cowboys, you know, blank the, the Giants, not for Giants fans. But if you're like a baseball fan and your team's getting destroyed and you go and you're like, oh, well, I'll stay because my team get might no hit and then might get no hit and then I saw a no hitter. It's cool. It's not cool to see your team get shut out forty to nothing. There's not even like any historical excitement in that. So I don't understand why stay past like the half. Fan or schmuck? Schmuck. Hundred percent a schmuck. The Giants don't deserve you as a fan if you're willing to stay through all of that. I would never, never in a million years stay to the end. Of I mean, I don't understand nothing. how that works. Once you're pulling the starters. Like if they if, if they can't bother to stay, I definitely can't. Bother. Yeah. They don't deserve him as a fan. What does that even mean? Here's what I will say: that I grew up going to Jet games with my dad at the old Shea Stadium in Queens, and my father always said, "This is the '70s. Go look up the schedules. Go look up the Jets' records." I didn't see a winning season until I was 14 years old. The Jets were unimaginably bad, and if it was December. And we were losing to Oakland 32-6 to with five minutes left. And it's nine degrees outside. We didn't move. We did not budge. My father always said to me, a fan stays to the end of the game. We sat there with our thermos full of hot chocolate. And I'm wearing thermals and everything. My mom would pack me up with all the clothes. And we had an actual blanket that we kept in the trunk of the car. And in those days, you could bring anything you wanted into a stadium. Imagine trying to walk in with a blanket today. But we just literally walked in with a blanket, like tossed over my shoulder. And, and, and we would sit there under our blanket. And we would sit there. So I have respect for Jack's friend. I say, if he's a schmuck, then I'm a schmuck. You, you, you go and you stay to the end. That's what my dad told me. I like me. it. There was one thing there that Nuno said uh, last hour when he joined us that I did not get a chance to follow up on. Go. But he can't be the only Giants fan who's sitting there today saying, did we make a huge mistake in giving Daniel Jones a contract for the next 68 games if oh, after yeah. one game? Yeah. You're already worried about that? Like He fell into a lot of the same bad habits that befell him early in his career. There's only so much good coaching that can coach that out of you. And granted, you're playing the best defense in the NFL. But that performance was so wretched that you have to wonder to yourself, did we just get punked into giving this guy all sorts of money that he doesn't deserve? Well, look, they, they deserve is a relative term. You deserve what anyone's willing to pay you in life, and I think the Giants were convinced that that offer would be out there for him somewhere, and it probably would have because these days, if you are a quarterback and you have a pulse, someone is going to pay you some money because they're just so hard to find and they're so disproportionately important to every other position. But as of this moment in time, I think you have to be at least a little bit worried because they looked that bad and he looked that bad. But last, last night almost feels like it's a game you could flush. It almost feels like a game... Everything that could go wrong does get wrong. You get the ball to start the game. You go down the field. You get a, a field goal blocked and run back for a touchdown. And it was never a game from that moment forward. It almost was so bad that you flush it because you say, 
There's no way in the world they're 40 to nothing better than us. So it was a very good night for them. It was a very bad night for us. You flush it and you go on. The Eagles were 31 points better than them in the playoffs last year. Yeah. I'm not like if the Cowboys are actually like this kind of good. The, the Giants are playing for third place in the division and a wild card berth again. You're living in a world in which you want to take a linear step forward year over year. I can already say that it's not too early to say that they're not going to do that. Like they're not getting the 10 wins this year. They're not going to go 10 and 6 from here on out. Right? This team has. I totally like, agree. From a talent standpoint, this team has major deficiencies. There's only so much that good coaching can overcome. All right. I said that our Monday Night Football preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ITV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. Now, I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. This is my preview because I'm not going to sit here and talk about the game. Everyone knows who's playing tonight and everyone knows what's at stake, i.e. everything. I want to talk to you about the sleepover tonight. So I've got the party set. I got Damian Woody coming. He's sleeping over the apartment. I got Dominique Foxworth coming. He's sleeping over the apartment. I reserved that there's a, in my building, there is a screening room downstairs. So you get you know, on a giant TV, like people will watch movies or whatever down there. So I've reserved that room. So we'll be down there. My daughter is bringing three friends. My nephew is bringing buddies. Stace and I will be down there. And so I've got a party of like 15 people that are coming over to watch this game tonight. I've told D. Wood that he's, he can choose the menu. So whatever it is he wants us to order in for the group, that's what's going to happen. We will order whatever D. Wood wants, but I made one stipulation, no buffalo wings, nothing honoring buffalo tonight. Tonight, buffalo is the enemy. So anything but the wings. So I don't know yet what that menu is because I haven't heard back from him, but we are ready. We are locked in for tonight for the sleepover for the Jets and the Bills. I have only one question. Yeah. That whole soliloquy was beautiful, eloquent. You, You made no mention of Bubba who mentioned last week that he was interested in attending this uh, function, this dinner, this, this game, and this sleepover. Have we netted out in a different place since last we spoke? Well, I don't know, Bubba. I never heard from you again. So are, would you like to come to this party? And if so, let, we can start making some arrangements. I, I mean, I am down to drive down if, there is a room for, if there's room for me in a bed. I'm, I'm in. Okay. But if, so here's what I will say. Yeah. We have three bedrooms okay. in, in my apartment. Yeah. Stace and I will be in one of them. Right. D. Wood will be in another. Okay. I'm assuming that he's going to take up an enormous amount of space in that bed. He's just a, he's a large man, sure. right? So that's hilariously, he's in my daughter's room. He's staying in Nikki's <laughs> room. My daughter is five foot four, weighs like 80 pounds. Okay. <laughs> she is the smallest human being you'll ever see. D. Wood, not quite so much. So, so D. Wood will be in that room. Dominique is a very skinny man. Right. He will not take up that much space in what is a king size bed. In Stevie's room. So, Bubba, I guess what I'm saying is, if you and Nick are comfortable with it, you and he can share the bed in Stevie's room, and then you are more and w- more than welcome to stay. So you want me to sleep with Dominique Fox? No, I mean, I, I mean I, you know, I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying that the, 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 the possibility of it remains. Now, now, the other way we could consider going about this yeah. is that there are alternative places to sleep. We have, because my kids would have sleepovers that have tons of people. I got all these air mattresses and stuff like that that we could inflate and you could stay in one of, on one of those. So what I'm trying to say is the offer is still there if you want. But of course... For social media, and isn't that what everyone really cares about, by far the best way that this works out is that you and Dominique share a bet. <laughs> yes. The answer to that is yes. yes. Well, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm driving down. So uh, whether I sleep over or if I have to drive back home to Connecticut after the game, 
Um, I'll do that too. I don't really care. Um, but I'm I'm in. You just I, want to witness this. You I, just want to I'm, see. Like, I'm this coming, is a night of such unlike, magnitude. Unlike Hembo, I'm staying past the pregame show. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm problem. more into the game than the pregame show, and I want to watch it with you guys. I asked Hembo, do you want to stay at the house? And he said he would stay at the house, but that he would still go to sleep before the game starts. And to be clear, no one is inviting you to sleep over because we want to see you sleep. This is a party to watch a football game, and we assumed you would want to come and be a part of the group. Yeah, but that's not a part of the description because it's a sleepover. All right? This is, this is not a watch fest. This is not a dinner. This is a sleepover. We can't do this. It's Greenies Monday Night Sleepover. We, look. It is a watch ca- fest. That's Cameron, exactly what it is. I, I, I'm just defending myself. I'm explaining myself. If Bubba wants to come down, take my place. I appreciate it very much. I go to bed at 8 o'clock, and I'm going to catch up in the morning like I often do. To be clear, you don't have a place. Uh, if, you're, if you're planning on going to bed at 8 o'clock, he's not taking your place. Your place has, it, it does not even exist. Oh, so I'm not even invited anymore. Yeah. Well, you're not oh, invited you can sleep if you're with planning Damian. on going to sleep yeah, at 8 o'clock. You're bunking with Bubba and Dominique, Hembo. That's a roomy bed. That's a, that, uh, it is not much of a roomy bed anymore. I'm not going to fit with D. Wood, right? Like, there's just no way. We could try. Does, does she have a king also? Yeah. It's a wow. king-size bed. Oh, you can sneak in there. <laughs> sneak in. It might make some room. I mean, it's, it's got to be some space. Or um, Dominique and Damien can share a bed, and Bubba and Hembo can share a bed. Dominique said he had already, uh, already had a hotel. So maybe Bubba can. I think he does, but I think he wants to be a part of the group. The experience. Right? We're, we're I'm having just not a one So he is interested I'm in the sleeping part. I'm just not one of the guys. Part. All right, that's what this comes down to. I'm just not one of the guys. Yeah, it's not exactly a I'm happy flag. to sleep with Dominique. I'll put it out on the record right now. So. <laughs> all right, let me see. I'm I hope, in. If Nick is listening, we'll see if we get a response. He's texting with me right now. This is Greeny. We're live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Don't miss Peyton Manning with Carlin and Joe. Carlin versus Joe today, 1 o'clock Eastern. Peyton will be on the program on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app as we at ESPN get set for our season to kick off tonight with the Jets and Bills from MetLife Stadium in what should be a fascinating year. My takes are coming up next. I'll take you through my top five observations from yesterday in the NFL right after this. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Finishing up a little early lunch and getting set for a big dinner tonight. Big dinner party tonight. We got the whole crew coming over to watch Jets Bills Monday Night Football. That will conclude week one of the NFL season. And first, before we look forward, we must look back. Greeny's Takes. I'm not even going to number these because I have so many thoughts on yesterday. So let's just go game by game here and do a few of them. Let's start. We did not touch on Browns Bengals at all. So let me ask a question to the group here. Is anyone at all worried about Cincinnati? I I get that um, Burrow did not play the entire preseason and all that. He hurt the calf. And I know that he has started slowly the last couple of years uh, based upon having missed time in preseason and, and training camp and everything else. And they always rebound and are fine. But boy, they were bad yesterday. I mean, really bad. Most of that is probably explainable to all the time he missed. But is all of it explainable? I'm not so sure. My biggest takeaway from that game was perhaps we were a little bit too dismissive of the Browns because the the Browns always beat Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. They always play them tough. And we saw Joe Burrow and the Bengals effectively start the same way last season. So that we can explain away. But perhaps this Browns defense is actually really good. Jim Schwartz is now coordinating it. Miles Garrett is about as good as anybody in the sport not named Micah Parsons. Their secondary played great in that game. Maybe Cleveland is is, is a little bit better than we gave them credit for in the preseason. And I don't know how good the Bengals defense is. Generally, it's been very good, and everyone loves their coordinator. But I did not think that Deshaun Watson looked great yesterday. He looked okay, and again, against a good defense. But Deshaun Watson was not brought to Cleveland to be average or even slightly above average. He got a contract that for a moment looked like it might completely remake the sport because when last seen, he was a top two or three quarterback in the league. Did yesterday make you wonder if we will ever see that again? Uh, Yes. I mean, Deshaun Watson is very unlikely to be the player that he was in Houston in 2019 and 2020 when he was a top five quarterback. It was also a driving rain. It's week one. Defenses are always a little ahead of the offenses, but I think the days of Deshaun Watson being an elite quarterback are long gone. Well, don't tell them that in Miami. Number four. We're not doing numbers here. That's my bad. I'll just move on to the next (laughs) game. Don't tell them that in Miami. I'll just take you wherever you send me. The offenses were certainly not behind the defenses there. What adjectives do we use to describe Tua? He has won me over in the biggest way. I have long been a Tua doubter. I was a Tua doubter coming out of college. I couldn't believe teams were going to take him as high as they did and were suggesting they would because of the injury concerns. And and those don't go away on one brilliant performance. Those injury concerns will last, I think, certainly through the rest of this season at minimum. But what cannot be denied is that when healthy, Tua's as good as anybody, anybody. That's with zero exceptions. Patrick Mahomes, uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, anyone you want. Watch the kid when he plays. Tua is an MVP candidate when he's healthy. It's that simple. Can I give you a number? Yeah. So over the last two seasons, 2022 and one game now in 2023, 
Tua's averaging nine yards per pass attempt. It's my favorite sort of traditional, you know, back-of-the-box score type metric. Patrick Mahomes ranked second during that time at eight. So Tua, a full yard per attempt more. The difference between Tua and Mahomes is equivalent to the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Zach Wilson. Mm. In other words, the Dolphins' passing game, when he's whole and right, is on a completely different planet than any team in the NFL. They're that good. And part of it is the players he's got around him, namely Tyreek Hill, but not only him. And then another part of it is that coach. He's a quirky, weird dude, right? And so I think some people, the traditional football fan, looks at him and here's the way he talks and here's the way his mind seems to work and has some questions. Is he burly enough? Is he macho enough? That dude is smart and he can coordinate the heck out of an offense at minimum. I'm On a day in which I've already compared Micah Parsons to Lawrence Taylor, let's do another legend. Once upon a time, there was a coach named Bill Walsh who just changed the sport with a cerebral approach that was in direct conflict to the other big-time coaches of the day were. The best teams in the NFC at the time that Bill Walsh was coaching were coached by Bill Parcells and Mike Ditka. The definition of tough guys, right? I mean, they would just the definition of guys that if you're playing golf and you're in the group in front of them and you're slow, they will hit into you on purpose. Mike Ditka would hit a ball into you purposely to move you along. That's the personalities they had, and their teams reflected that. And they were all-time great coaches. They're both in the Hall of Fame, and deservedly so. Walsh, with his cerebral style, was different. And Mike McDaniel reminds me a little bit Mm. of that. Please do not mistake this to say, oh, Greeny says that he's the next Bill Walsh. I have no idea if he's going to be or not. But I really like what I see from that offense. Oh, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he has so many weapons. I mean, to have, I mean, Jalen Waddle would be the best wide receiver on, I don't know, 20 teams in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And Tyreek Hill is completely uncoverable. I mean, this is the one team in the NFL you cannot play man coverage against, and that puts them at an enormous advantage. Like, you can just win one-on-one consistently when you don't need scheme, and then when you have Mike McDaniel's scheme, th- this is a team that could absolutely lead the league in points this season if two have plays 15-plus games. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. The thing that we've talked about today that I think has gotten the most reaction was Hembo's take on Justin Fields. So let me set this up for those of you just joining us. I think that the most common perception of Justin Fields, including mine, is that Fields is a victim of circumstance, to quote the Three Stooges, that he was drafted by a coach who was desperate to try and save his own job, and that didn't work. Then that coach gets fired. Now in comes a new coach. Here's a team that's trying to tear everything down before they build it up. So he's surrounded by many of the mechanisms of tanking by NFL modern standards and learning a new offense and everything else. And now comes this year and the big jump he's expected to take with the addition of DJ Moore with a full off season already comfortable in an offensive system. Some of the other moves that were made by that team. Justin Fields' day yesterday was very disappointing, and many people like I watched that game and thought the offensive line is terrible. DJ Moore disappeared. How is the offensive coordinator not scheming up ways to get the ball in his hands no matter what you have to do to do it? The Bears' defense, oh, by the way, is atrocious, and that was just a disappointing day, beyond disappointing. It was a devastating day from a football perspective, And Justin Fields felt to me low on the list of problems. 
you see it completely differently. Because this is what we do with quarterbacks. We, we form an opinion about a quarterback, and then any evidence to the contrary could just be chalked up to someone else's fault or some other issue that has nothing to do with their performance. Does the Bears' defense think? Absolutely. Was Justin Fields behind the eight ball in years one and two based upon his protection and based upon his weaponry? Absolutely. And maybe practically every other quarterback in that same circumstance may have failed. But what we saw yesterday is that Justin Fields is in effect the exact same player that he was in year one and year two. There's just no obvious reason for me to believe that he's improved in any obvious way. Like he's a great athlete. He's a world-class athlete. So with the ball in his hands on the loose, he can do incredible things. But Justin Fields is really only a good quarterback on Instagram. He can't run this operation at all. He doesn't make quick decisions. He doesn't make uh, on-time throws. He has weapons now on the outside. He has more weapons on the outside than Jordan Love has. But in the end, what winds up happening is his offensive line looks awful. And that's because he's always playing at a half second behind the defense. And by quarterback standards, that is an absolute eternity. Now, all the numbers that suggest, and I was just trying to find them in my file here and I can't, and, and we, I did a piece while you were on your um, lengthy paternity leave. Uh, I did a piece suggesting that Fields looked like he might be the next great one. And part of what I based that on was the last, I want to say, nine games last year. He had the third highest QBR of any quarterback in the league. And they were incorporating his run game, and it was working. And he was more efficient throwing the football. He's never going to be Drew Brees. But he has a, 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 a skill set that is so extraordinary that he doesn't have to do that. And what has happened to that? Why was it coming along so fast? Does that suggest that maybe yesterday was more of a bad day than it was a bad sign? Perhaps, but the game plan that we saw yesterday was a square peg and round hole. Justin Fields is, I would say, one of the top 10 players on earth as a ball carrier and making people miss and doing damage with his legs. The Chicago Bears called two, two designed run plays for Justin Fields yesterday. I want to make something clear. That is your best play. If Justin Fields is your quarterback, the most valuable weapon in your arsenal is for him to run the football. Don't bother trying to be traditional. A traditional drop-back passing game is not going to work based upon your weapons, your offensive line, but most importantly, his skill set. Lean into what he's great at. That's what they did in the second half of last season. As it occurs to me, what they've done now is use the fact that we have these weapons on the outside and some new uh, people on the offensive line to try and be a little bit more traditional. And what we saw yesterday was an absolute disaster. What they should look like is what Baltimore looked like in 2018 and 2019 when you lean into the thing that the quarterback is great at. Let's do what he is great at and go to the well with that. Yeah, I'm just looking at their numbers from the day yesterday. I mean, they're, they're really bad. And a, lot of them, and a lot of them are padded even by the fact that the game was so one-sided that they put up a few numbers late mm -hmm. in that game. If you look at his numbers alone, you'd say 24 of 37, 216 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. You wouldn't think it was nearly as bad as it was. That game, when it was a game, was never a game. Jordan Love threw for 141 yards on third and fourth down. Justin Fields threw for 26. Like, when it mattered, Justin Fields had absolutely no answers. Like, uh, maybe he'll improve throughout the season. Maybe they'll get this thing right. Maybe... The Packers' defense is an awful lot better than we may have thought. That's the thing with week one. Like, you have to react to the only sample size that you have. But Justin Fields stunk yesterday. Justin Fields absolutely stunk yesterday, and I think the league is on notice now. Like, he has as much to prove, he has as much uh, weight on his back, I'd say, as practically any quarterback in the NFL, given that he has to play for another contract, and given the fact that the Bears might be bad enough again in a really good quarterback class in the draft. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, and then that brings us to our one question. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Here's my question of the day, and it comes out of the Cowboys and Giants on the Sunday night game. 
and I want everyone in on this. Cam, I want you in on it. Bubba, I want you on it as our as our resident Cowboy fan. And Cam and Hembo, I want to hear from the two of you because you both hate both teams. You're from the Eagles, and so you hate both teams that played last night. I'll save Bubba for last because his perspective on this is going to be unfairly skewed. Cam, if I told you only one of the following two can be true, because I do not want the answer to be both, one or the other of these is true. The Cowboys are as dominant as they looked last night, and their defense is going to be historically great this year, or the Giants are showing you who they really are with their last two performances, and this team just flat isn't any good. If only one of those two is true, which is it? The second one. Giants aren't any good. That's what I think. And I think the Cowboys defense is great, but I don't think they're going to look like that against every single team. Hambo. I would zag there, Cam. I mean, I think the Giants are likelier to be about average on offense like they were last year, but the Cowboys defense, I think, is considerably better than it was a year ago. We are watching a Hall of Fame talent in his prime in Micah Parsons. We are watching the best defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, play uh, effectively dress rehearse to be a head coach in the NFL next season, maybe for the Cowboys. They have lockdown corners on the outside. They have, I think they're probably the best run defense that they've had in quite some time. And Micah Parson just by himself, like changes the center of gravity in the universe. He makes everyone else on that defense so much better. I, I think we are looking at the Cowboys having the clear and obvious number one defense in the NFL this season. They, they produce two takeaways every, like on average, a game with Dan Quinn as their coordinator, if they can play league average offense, which I think should be a very low bar to clear, the Cowboys have a real chance to unseat the Eagles to win the NFC. This is a really, I just pulled up their schedule. I know obviously they play the Jets next week at home, meaning the Cowboys are at home and the Jets will be playing on a short week. So that's, that is a very tough spot for the Jets. Then after that, Dallas gets the Cardinals at Arizona. Then they're home to the Patriots. Then what I think shapes up to be maybe the most interesting early season game that we will see. Sunday night, October 8th, they're at San Francisco. Wow. Cowboys at Niners, the team that has ended their season each of the last two years early in the playoffs. And I'm looking to see when the games against the Eagles are. They don't play them till November. The first game is at Philly November 5th. And the second back in Dallas is currently scheduled to be a Sunday night game on December 10th. And I don't see any re in the world. That one gets, <laughs> gets um, what's the word, you know, scheduled Flex. out. Uh, what's Flex. the word? Flex. Uh, flexed out. Mm-hmm. So th- they, th- that's when we will see those two matchups. Bubba, coming out of it, let me hear the Cowboy fan perspective on this. Not so much on the question yeah. as on the situation you wake up in this morning, 40 to nothing on the road in the division. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would agree more, more so like like Kembo there. I, I just think the defense. I'm not I'm not expecting eight sacks and two interceptions and a shutout every time, but I just think the pieces that they have there with Micah back again and then adding Gilmore and then just, I just think and and Quinn leading. I I just think the defense is set up to have great performances each week, and it's not going to be that great every week, and it's not going to be unbelievable. But I do think they are going to have a very special defense, and it's going to be pretty good for most of the games. And I just and I don't think the Giants are nearly as bad as they showed last night. And if they are, I mean that's just truly embarrassing. I just I just don't think they can possibly be as bad as they showed last night. All right, so let, let, let's take the AFC out of AFC East out of the conversation. All right, because two of their teams play tonight. So we can't draw any real conclusions about them. I mean, the early conclusion is Miami's offense is unstoppable, and New England, I think, is better than we thought. Mac Jones looked 
way better now that they got him a real coordinator and their defense is going to be really good. So let's take that division out of the way. If we were going to overreact, thoroughly overreact to everything that we saw this weekend, Thursday night and then yesterday, let's do the rest of the divisions. Who's going to win? Right this minute, I'm letting you change every pick you've made. Who's going to win the AFC North? Man, I'm going to to stick with Cincinnati. Bubba. Stick with Cincinnati. I went Steelers, and, and yeah, that I'm I mean, changing my mind. That was I went Steelers too. I'm done. I, I'm off them. They, they. I mean, I couldn't. That was that I, bad. It was. It was that bad. So I'm going. I'm going uh, Browns. Cam Browns. Wow, Oof. we got a bunch of different answers. I, I went Ravens, and I'm staying Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. I think will get better and better. They played without Mark Andrews yesterday. They lose J.K. Dobbins again. They do almost every year. I can't trust Cleveland. I'll probably go Cincinnati as well. Uh, in the South, I assume everyone picked Jacksonville and stays there. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they yep. weren't. They weren't. They didn't look great yesterday, but it's Week One, and the Colts Lawrence, played tough. Lawrence Colts had a played couple that game tough. Great throws, though. Yeah. Oh, he's sensational. I'll tell you what. And Ridley is great. If, if the Titans got representative quarterback play, they would have beaten New Orleans by ten points in that game. Ryan Tannehill was the worst player in the NFL that I saw last. Yeah. He was awful. Tannehill is horrific. Three picks. Didn't he threw three picks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was dreadful in that game. He's horrific. But am I missing up my games? Which They played New Orleans. Oh, you're talking about the division. Right. Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. So we all still like Jacksonville. Yeah, me too. And, and I assume in the West we all still like Kansas City, even though they lost on Thursday night. Denver's awful. The Raiders are awful. And the who's the other team? The Chargers, Chargers can't stop anybody. The Chargers just, they know that no one. No one knows how to lose better than they do. They're so good at figuring out ways to lose. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would love to pick the Chargers over the Chiefs, but like you said, you just, they're just not going to do it. I can't make up my mind. They're going to find ways. Like I'm not confident in the Chiefs this year for the various different reasons, whether it's Jones or or different different things and 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 Kelsey injury now. But I just can't go with the Chargers because they're going to blow it. Let me ask you this: Are the Chargers the best bad team in the NFL or the worst good team? They're one of those things. Because they, they just the worst, find ways good, to lose. Teams. They're, they're the worst, worst good team. team yeah. They're the worst good team. But here's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter if it's Brandon Staley or Anthony Lynn or Mike McCoy or North Turner or Marty Schottenheimer. Like, the loss always looks the same. I know. It's, they're always down four points with a minute and a half left. That's exactly right. With their quarterback running like a chicken with his head cut <laughs> That's off. That's exactly 20 right. yards behind the line of scrimmage. That's right. With all the other team's fans cheering them on. It they're was, so <laughs> bad at being good. It's unbelievable. It was Philip Rivers for 20 years, and now it's this poor kid. I'm with you. No, I'm, I, that's exactly right. It, that, every single game, they're down. It's a one-possession game. They're losing, and it's fourth down and long. <laughs> every single game. It was a Dolphins home game, by They the way. gave that game away yesterday. Every game is a someone home game at LA, <laughs> except Chargers. All right, and then quickly, the other three, NFC East. Would you change your pick to Cowboys now? I wouldn't change my pick. You're still saying but Eagles. The Cowboys are ferocious the ferocious I'm, I'm scared of the cowboys i i think i would actually switch to cow right now i think i would switch to cow i know i'm the the king of the overreaction i think i would switch to cowboys uh and what are the other I mean, ones if the cowboys and eagles played yesterday the cowboys would have won by two touchdowns did we pick the packers to win the, the we north did. we did i think i would switch to detroit yeah, we have a bet on the bears though i think i would switch to detroit yeah bears literally let us down on that on that bet there yeah, i really like what i was making out with a hundred bucks speaking yeah, of bets feeling good, real good with that money mm-hmm. oh we got to go over all of that again that's right okay hold this thought 
because I'm up against a break. Let me do that. I'll come back. We'll, we'll finish. We'll clean up all of these divisions and everything else. We'll do in case you missed it. So you'll hear the most interesting thing that happened on Get Up today. You'll hear from Chris Canty and a whole lot more. And we got to clear up where we wound up on that wager from last week and how I did on my picks for week one. All that is still to come. Stay right there. It's ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio as we head till the finale of week one of the NFL schedule. That's tonight. MetLife Stadium, Bills, Jets, absolutely everything on the the line. I got this big party going on at my house. Now, Hembo is telling me, you think I'm, I'm doing this wrong. You think I'm setting myself up for this to go the wrong way. Yeah, I think a a more understated approach would have probably served you better for game one because it's all well and good to think about ordering food and having all your friends over and enjoying the game, but this thing could go sideways early and I could see you sitting off in a corner somewhere wishing that there weren't 30 people watching the game with you. So you think that I shouldn't be making such a big deal of this. At what point when I had the Rodgers jersey framed and made Lewis Riddick hold it on the air and I made Mike Tannenbaum actually apologize to it, do you think I took it just a bit too far? No, no, no. You've taken it too far for many months. Right. I'm saying your first viewing experience of this team should probably have been in a, in a, in a more controlled environment. Right, you're you're I, just I envisioning saying. basically last night, if it's 40 to nothing Bills. Right, because if that's just no way that's going to happen. Well, just no who way. thought it, it was going to be? Who's, did anyone think it was going to be 40 nothing Cowboys last night? No, but if I had told you one of these two games was going to go that way, last night is the one you would have picked, probably, right? Probably so, yes. But it was a night so. where everything that could go wrong went wrong. But even so, stuff could go wrong tonight, and you're going to be around a lot of people. You're not used to watching a game in this environment. This is the most important regular season game the Jets have played in your lifetime? Yeah, I would say that's w- right. Wouldn't you say so? Regular season game, I think that's right. So I think that you're potentially setting yourself up to fail. Let's um, certainly hope it doesn't go that way. In the meantime, let me finish what we were talking about a minute ago, which is if you could repick the divisions, would you change anything based on what we've seen so far? We discounted the AFC East because two of their teams 
play tonight. The, the one change I would make, I would take Pittsburgh out of my pick to win the AFC North. Actually, did I pick the, the Packers to win the AFC, the, the NFC North? North? Yeah, we did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then I would change that. I would pick the Lions. You thought Detroit looked that good? Yes. The, the Lions are going to be good. The moment's not too big for them. They're not regressing, and they're going to get better because they're playing right now without a guy who I think should be their best receiver. As great as Amon Ross St. Brown is, Jamison Williams was drafted to be that plus 10. Mm -hmm. He was the best receiver in that class coming out. That was the class that included Garrett Wilson. So he's that good. I, I think he is going to he is going to make them better. I, I think they're going to win that division. I still think I, I was really impressed by the Packers defense yesterday, though. And the Lions couldn't really stop anyone last season. I want to see a month of good defense from the Lions before I'm all in. Uh, I, I know that they played a Kelsey-less uh, Chiefs uh-huh. team, but they still shut down Patrick Mahomes in Great that second, second half. half. They sure did. So, so I like them. And then the West obviously is still going to be uh, San Francisco's they division. Great. They look better than anybody. Oh. I mean, the teams that just look unbeatable in week one, Dallas on the road, San Francisco on the road, tough spot, cross-country, early game against a team we think is good. So, um, and, and maybe we're wrong, but whatever. So San Francisco, awesome. Dallas, awesome. Detroit, awesome. Those are some of the best week one wins. I'll remind you also, the photos are up of Nuno wearing the four different Cowboys jerseys. They are the picture of despair. The epitome of sports despair is on display. If you are on Twitter, if you are on Instagram, or you are on threads, I have them up in all three places, all four pictures, all the same addresses at ESPN Greeny is where you will find them. Okay, one thing before I do in case you missed it. How did I do on my picks this week? Bubba, I made my three picks. Yeah, you went uh, one and two. Oh, damn. The Eagles-Patriots score punked you because you took the Patriots, which was the right play as it turns out. Right. But they, they missed a two-point conversion, which would have... So it was a bad beat for you in that So case, it was basically. three and a half? Yes. Was the number, and they, and they wound up winning by five. Yeah. So I lost that one. Which one did I win? Uh, I don't know. Well, the first game, which was what? Um, that's, that's well done. I'm glad you had that ready. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. job of having that it at was, the ready. It was one of the games. Yeah, it was one of the three. It I wasn't the Cowboys. Game, so you're saying I picked a game right, but you right. don't know which one it was. That's right. Green, uh, Green Bay. So I had Green Bay. Green Bay plus one. You got that right. Okay. Because you, you had New plus England. One. You had New England plus four, wrong. New York plus three and a half, wrong. Really wrong. I had the Giants plus three and a half. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you I were once picking again against your instinct. Doing the opposite. My instinct, yes. My, my, so my instinct was two and one yesterday. So next week, I don't know if we should try to get them right or wrong. Nah, you got to we'll stick with it. You got to stick with it. We'll stick with the plan so far. At least we're still in the ball game. All right, one more thing. In case you missed it. All right, every day we'll let you hear some things that we think were worth uh, your time. Uh, We'll start with the most interesting thing that we felt was said on Get Up this morning. We've talked a lot about Justin Fields and his struggles. Here's what Rex Ryan said on TV. No poise, no confidence. And I would say before we give up on Justin Fields, if Justin Fields was playing for that coaching staff with that offensive line, I I bet you he would have looked a lot Let's go there. So he, he, that's what he's saying. He's saying if you had given Justin Fields the process that Jordan Love has gone through, that Fields would look like that. He might be right, but there are probably 50 quarterbacks that you could say that about. I mean, like, it's easy to thrive in order, as, as Jordan Love is doing. It's not nearly as easy to thrive in chaos. And Justin Fields has made it clear over the last few years. He's not prepared to do it. Like, playing quarterback who is really is? hard. I guess what I would ask you is, who are the great quarterbacks who started out in utter chaos? Eli Manning. And, and recovered from that. No, no. Eli Manning started out looking bad, 
But his organization was in chaos. They had Tom Coughlin coaching him. They had a, they had a plan. That, that was all fine. His coach didn't get fired after his first year. He didn't have the worst team in the NFL around him. Uh, Eli Manning looked bad. Plenty of quarterbacks have looked bad and recovered. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about guys who had no chance when they started and still recovered from that. Well, we felt that way. Deshaun Watson would be the closest to it. Houston was a mess. They had bad everything, and he still rose above all that and played great. We talked about whether or not Joe Burrow should even bother playing for Cincinnati, and he had him in the Super Bowl two years later. That's true. But but he did. Yeah. They didn't turn out to be as chaotic as we thought, but no, that's fair. No, look, has Fields done great? No, he most certainly has not. One more in case you missed it. This is Chris Canty. Our new morning show is called All Sportsmanlike. Every day we find something our buddy Canty had to say. Here he was talking about the Giants, and it's not too early for them to be thinking about the unthinkable. If it gets to that point where this is that bad, I just don't know how much confidence we would have with the Giants continuing to move forward with Daniel Jones as their quarterback long-term. We know that he's got the next two years in the bag because of the way the contract is structured. But maybe, just maybe, it's not too early for the Giants to start thinking about life after Daniel Jones if they're forced to go into tank mode by the time we get to the deadline. Oof. My gosh. Oof. Oh, it's not just Nuno. It's not just the super fan. It's Chris freaking Canty saying that it might not be too soon. That's unbelievable to me. Look, who among us said when they signed that contract, oh, that's brilliant. Boy, remember it was the last minute. It looked like that his deal wasn't going to get done and they were going to have to franchise him and everything else. And then out of nowhere, boom, Daniel Jones, $40 million a year. Boom, Saquon Barkley gets the franchise tag. That's the opposite of what we thought was going to happen. So everyone saw this coming. Well, because they didn't want to pay the running back. In hindsight, maybe they should have franchise tagged Daniel Jones and maybe they should have given Saquon Barkley the long-term deal. I mean, that, that would have been... doesn't have to be long-term. No one's going to give the running back a long-term deal. Give him a real deal. You know what I'm saying. And, and, and mm-hmm. well, no, but, but, but we're, we're saying the same thing, but differently. Yes, yes, you're saying the right thing. I'm just saying it better the, than you that's are. Like always. All right, who wins tonight? <laughs> who wins tonight? I, I, I honestly and objectively believe that the Jets are going to win the game outright tonight. Oh, They're a two-point dog at home. The total's 45. Vegas says Buffalo's going to win 23-21. to 21. I actually think the Jets' defense is going to be the reason they win tonight. I got the sleepover tonight. I got everybody coming. We'll all be watching together. and We'll all be back here to react. Heading down morning. to New York City. Bubba. Bubba's gone the way. Sleep with Dominique Foxworth <laughs> in Stevie's room. Who among us? See you tomorrow on ESPN. Who hasn't done that? Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio, or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also, catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at eight on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcast.